Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. My name is Catherine Baldwin, and it is time for another edition of Catholic Reflections. So I am going to do um, two things tonight. Tonight we're going to just do the, the daily readings, but then I have a daily verse that I want to share with everyone. So let's go ahead and begin then. And we'll do our, our daily reading. <clears throat> reading from Hebrews. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not apparent. For this reason, the ancients were given testimony. By faith, we understand the world to be fashioned by the word of God, so that the visible might be made by the invisible. By faith, Abel offered to God a much better sacrifice than that of Cain, through which he obtained testimony that he was just, in that God offered testimony to his gifts, and through that
Why are we talking about faith? Because I've talked about it so many times. I've discussed it so many times. What I want to focus on is a particular aspect about faith. And that aspect has to do with, do we maintain our faith all the time or can we lose it? And the reason that I bring this specific topic up because the Protestant <coughs> the Protestant theory about faith is that once saved, always saved. You cannot do anything to lose your salvation. But actually, Timothy, uh, Paul says to Timothy that those people that don't live correctly have made a shipwreck of their faith, that they have lost it. So I want to talk about this aspect of losing our faith and what does that mean. So again, when we talk about losing our faith, I've talked about this before, is this idea that we reject God. I talked about this, I think, in January when I was talking about the hardness of heart, and I went through that whole spiel about what that means and what can have what can have what can cause that hardness of heart and that's pretty much what losing your faith is it's a hardness of heart it's a rejection of god but what's important in this regard is that not so much that we we lose our faith in that we reject god it's more that the conscience awareness of losing our faith. And it's not even that. It's more, are we doing things contrary to the faith that we have? Because I talked about this idea of consciously rejecting God. And that's pretty much what this sermon ties into. Is it ties into the rejection of God, the rejection of who he is and what he came to do. And we can do that rejection by verbally saying, I don't believe in the one he sent. I don't believe that he exists. But not only that, also our actions can tell us that we've rejected God. If we say, if we confess with our mouth that we're Christians, if we confess that we're Catholic, and yet we are doing things that are unpleasing to him, then we have no right to call ourselves such. We have no right to call ourselves such because we are lying to ourselves and we are lying to God who knows our lie. We cannot pull a fast one on God. It doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. And it will never work that way. But why? Why do we do this? Why do we think that we can outsmart him? We think we can outsmart him because it could be just we don't want the we don't want to be subordinate to him because we feel like we're so in control of our lives and we don't need his guidance that we think that we're smarter than the one who created the whole universe 
and that we are so insignificant, so it shouldn't matter what he thinks about what we do. Obviously, that is not true. Obviously, he cares very much about what we do. Obviously, he cares very much about who we associate ourselves with and what we believe and how do we handle, you know, things. He cares very much about the things that we do. So to say otherwise and to say I'm going to live my life because I feel like I'm superior to him and I don't need his opinion on how I live. I can do things that he wouldn't approve of because it doesn't matter. I don't have any reason to to associate myself with him because he's so insignificant to me. That's what we're saying, pretty much. We're saying that he is so insignificant to us. He's insignificant and it doesn't matter. What I find sad about our generation is so many young people are doing this. I don't know if anybody's been to Mass recently, but it's disheartening to see so many older people and not enough young people in the church. Because young people do not understand the the necessity of having a faith in God. They don't understand why it's necessary to go to church and to live a holy life because we are not just living, we're not just passing through time like it doesn't matter. No, we are going through a a, a, a change. We're called to holiness. Everyone is called to holiness, whether they know it or not. And I'd love for somebody to tell me otherwise. Would love for someone to tell me otherwise. If we continue to live in a way that says that we no longer care about what God thinks, about anything that we do, then we have no right to say that we are saved because we have cast that saving grace away, aside. Like, it doesn't matter. We don't need it. And the, the, the Protestant dynamic of once saved, always saved doesn't fit anywhere in the Bible. St. Paul says to Timothy, those who fail to live, and I'm paraphrasing here, note, I'm paraphrasing, those who fail to live holy have made a shipwreck of their faith. They don't have it anymore. They do not have their faith anymore. Think about that. Are you living in a way that is unholy? Are you living in a way that is displeasing to God. If you are, you need to reconsider what you're doing and how it hurts him. Remember, it is in our actions that we show that we are saved. If you are not actively living a life 
that shows that you're a follower of Christ, that you have been saved by him, you need to rethink about what you're doing. Let's go ahead and end in a prayer, as we do here on Catholic Reflections. I think tonight, tonight we're going to do the divine praises. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Blessed be God. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the part. Par Paraclete, blessed be the great mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 59 likes on my page, Catholic Reflections, what the Mass readings mean for us today. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you guys for going to that, um, to that Facebook page and giving it so much attention. It is absolutely fantastic, and I, I love it. As always... Three different ways to reach me. You can reach me here on the Anchor app if you have it. Leave me a voicemail. Love to hear from you. I have two emails. You can reach me at mycatherine.baldwin1516 at gmail.com. Again, that's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E dot B-A-L-D-W-I-N 1516 at gmail.com or c.sobe2394 at yahoo.com. Again, that's c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com or my Facebook page. Again, like I was just talking about, uh, that is Catholic Reflections, What the Mass Readings Mean for Us Today. Thank you all for listening. It is such... An amazing wild ride that we're on. It, it really is. And I'm only going to be able to do these, I think, like Friday and Saturday nights just because Sunday nights I'm pretty tired and the rest I work during the week. So Friday and Saturday nights will be only two nights that I'm going to be able to do this until after tax season. So bear with me for that. And as always, thank you guys for listening. It's always a pleasure that I'm able to do this. And it's just, it, it's amazing. So thank you guys. And as always, thank you for listening to Catholic Reflections. My name is Catherine Baldwin. God bless you.